The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, we're chatting Moon Knight, and no, that's not where I go around showing people my bum under the cover of dark. Listen as we rewind, recall, reassess, and rejoice in the six-part MCU Disney Plus series. My name's Riggs. And I'm Eddie. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. Hey folks and welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. I'm here with Addy. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm alright. I'm alright. As, uh, as as you well know and, and some of our fans well know, I didn't have a great week. Um, I had my, uh, my friend Splodge down, uh, Splodge the cat, and she was uh, she was my best mate. And I loved her very much and I just only mention it because I just want to say thank you for the outpouring of, of love and support that came not only from you, Addy, but also from fans. Um, from people who are just, you know, on Instagram who follow the Stitch Up or follow the the podcast or whatever, you know, people I barely know just saying, hey, you know, we we feel for you. There was uh, there was a lot of love. So that's much, much appreciated. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about some nerd shit and we love it. And um, uh, 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 but before we do all that, what's been going on, Addy? What, what just happened? Well, Marvel just dropped the She-Hulk trailer. Marvel just... I'm eating a mandarin, by the way, everyone. Marvel just dropped the She-Hulk trailer. And we'll... we'll, I mean, this would be part of nerd news, but we'll do nerd news in a second. Geez, they spent some money on it, didn't they? This show? They did. Looks really great. It looks legit, you know. Um, You've got Ruffalo. Academy Award-nominated Mark Ruffalo in, in the full Hulk... You know, a smart Hulk look, um, which is you know can't be cheap, and um, and then you've got the the fantastic Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. I I know her from, um, you know, most exclusively, uh, which is a really great show where she played multiple characters who were all clones, um, but they were all you know different accents, different you know, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, body language. Like she just was. She she killed it. She's 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 an amazing actress. So I'm looking forward to it. Bit of I'm looking for, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Because uh, wait, hold up, yeah. Uh, I grew up watching like the cartoon animated films of Marvel, and she was like there the whole time. And I never thought she could ever be done in live action. And she looks really great, mm. just like the She Hulk look. It looks awesome. I love that they're embracing the the sort of. Com- comedic look it's not really comedic but it's just that that's a whole other conversation of how just female characters are drawn in comics but as far as the shows uh, the show goes it looks really really well done so it i'm excited yeah me too it doesn't look comic booky at all i mean the hulk as as it sort of went down the movies from the incredible hulk to you know, whatever the last Avengers picture was or, or Ragnarok, he kind of became more human looking and, you know, in the facial features and also the muscle structure. Like he wasn't just, he looked like a normal kind of person, just really big. Um, and they seem to have done that here. I mean, that, that what they're doing to Tatia Maslany is making her much taller. Um, she's broader. She looks like an athlete, like a really, you know, like a, a seven foot tall Russian shot putter or something like that. You know, she's, 
It looks legit. And that last little, that little little scene after the, oh, by the way, it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. You could fucking, yeah, (laughs) that's outstanding. Um, Because that's a big, big part of that character's persona. That last little bit where she's on a date and the guy's like, hey, man, you know, this is some, this is really doing it for me. And he's like, you want to split some fries? And she's like, how about we get those to go? And then the last scene is her like lifting him to go into bed, you know what I mean? Like the Dom role in the in the Dom sub. Fuck, man, it just, it, it tickled me. It's just a, a, a really good, um, you know, smart way to talk about what this power would be to a woman, you know? She even says it where, where Bruce is, it says to her when she's in that cage, the transformations are triggered by anger and fear. And she's like, that's most women's, like, natural state a lot of the time and I don't, I don't know what truth there is in that because i'm not a woman so i'm not going to comment but i do like that it's that they're talking about it this isn't going to be the same journey that bruce went through very very different yeah i think that that can go for everything that disney plus has done with any marvel property mm. is that no matter what your opinion on it is it's always been different to the four phases or the three phases of mcu that we got before yeah and, you know, it's, I was saying to someone the other day after seeing Doctor Strange 2, which I really liked, and we'll, we'll talk about that next week when the embargo lifts, or, you know, probably has lifted by now, but, you know, that's when we're going to talk about it. Um, there seems to be a, 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 a disparateness to the MCU that it did, there wasn't before. Like when they were, had the regular Avengers universe and they were leading up to Endgame, what would ultimately be Endgame, um, there was kind of a driving force from day one and but this they're kind of they're spread out so much there's been so many origin shows or pictures like you know you've got kate bishop you've got loki getting his own thing and then you've got the falcon and winter soldier and that ends up becoming captain america again and that so you've got the shows and then you've got the movies shang chi um eternals you've got all these people getting their starts she hulk I wonder when they're going to start curving it all in and, and having it go to a central point, which I'm assuming will be the Secret Wars. But it's at the moment, it still seems quite, you know, uh, there's a lot of threads. Yeah, there's a lot of threads going. Um, so, yeah. but, you know, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yeah. I, like Just like the shows, I think, except for Spider-Man No Way Home, I think every single Marvel movie after fuck was it yeah fuck? every single mo- I don't remember that one it was good <laughs> who was I it? know oh a lot of people just <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people was in Marvel Cinematic Universe's movie fuck <laughs> it's just the moment Coulson dies over and over and over again ah uh, good guy right. also mm. I just I just uh, finished season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it wrecked me. And oh, yeah? I love that show so much. Yeah, it's got such a huge following, especially at the moment with Multiverse coming out. And and it, my understanding is that it doesn't exist within the 616 universe, which is the the, um, the Marvel Prime universe. It's sort of separate to that. And everyone's saying, well, I've done all this stuff already, all this stuff that they're doing in Doctor Strange 2. They did in Agents of Shield in 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 sort of a more um, you know truncated way because they're episodic. Is that the case, or is it just are you not that far in yet? Well, so I f- I finished season three and 
for me, I think it's like the most, it's the most that any MCU has, like, I call it the MCU because I refuse to believe that this does not exist in the same universe. Like, I just re- refuse to believe that fact. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the most emotional one. That, like, I think I cried in Wonder Vision and I cried in, I cried in No Way Home for certain things. And I, I did cry in Endgame, but that was like, that was it. This one, like, I was in tears, like, after the episode ended. Yeah. And then they had the they had the teaser for like they had the teaser for Comic Con because I'm going back and checking every single trailer, and so that they had this like 30 second teaser of uh, Ghost Rider coming in with just a skull with fire on it. Yeah. It's so baller! Like <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a good character that they just you know it hasn't been executed well enough, but everyone seemed to like him on that show, and it's a different version than the one they did with Nick Cage as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've always meant to go back and check it out, and they do have benefit of being that it's that it is episodic. You get to kind of get to know these people a little bit better than you would if it was just a two-hour movie. So, um, but uh, but regardless of all that, would would you like to get into some nerd news? Fuck yeah! Yeah, fuck. Let's get on. Let's do nerd news. Who gives a shit? Here's nerd news, everyone. Here we are for the Film Addicts Podcast Nerd News with a great theme song, which we've been informed is better than the intro music. Disagree. Um, but thank you for commenting. Okay, so the first one, this a lot of it's Marvel stuff because it just uh, heaps of shit's happened because of uh, Doc Strange. But the first one is, um, the rumor is that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, actress and uh, daughter of famous, very successful filmmaker Ron Howard, um, and, and is also quite a director. She's, she's done a lot of work on um, for Disney, doing some The Mandalorian and stuff. It looks like since John Watts has dropped out, they're trying to tap her to direct Fantastic Four. For the MC- I love that. Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? And get her to pull double duty and play Sue. Yeah. Yeah, unless you want to get Emily Blunt in, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, it's, it's not like anything was pointing that way anywhere, right? Who, no, not really. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some tidbits. There's some things that people might yeah. know right now. But uh, you know what we're talking about if you've seen Doctor Strange. Um, just some, just some spaghetti and meatballs. That's all. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? I mean, come <laughs> on, man. How the indignity of it? <laughs> Shit, the poor bastard. Oh god. We won't say what we're talking about. But geez, I mean, everyone who's listening to this right now has seen Doctor Strange at this point. But fuck. How horrible, poor guy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, ideally, having having you know again representation, not even representation. It's not even about that. It's not about the the, the political aspects of of giving voice to people who haven't been as heard as before. Just a different a different perspective on this stuff is is always good. And and you know, Bryce Dallas Howard might have a really interesting way of going around it because she's a woman or not because she's a woman, just because she has a different look, you know, or a different idea into what this could possibly be that John Watts might not have. Um, looks like he's going to go and do some stuff with Star Wars, actually, um, doing a a TV show 
that's based after that's set after Return of the Jedi and is sort of like a nineteen eighties coming of age movie. Um, you know, sort of like if cool. Spielberg did 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 Star Wars, which I'm I'm here for. Um, now this is good. I just need to pull something up. So, it was a little Spanish flea. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> I just want to double check and make sure that I got some of his credits right. The fantastic, fantastic actor James Hong uh, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was most recently seen in um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, playing the... Yeah, it was um, Michelle Yeoh's dad. Um, now, this guy, I mean, he has been working. He has 453 credits to his name, so I won't go through them all. Um, but he's been working like in the Hollywood system. Had his first first film in 1954, the Dragonfly Squadron. Um, and uh, he sort of kind of started becoming very well known. I, I mean, I remember him from stuff in the 80s, um, in particular uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, but he was working in the US, you know, well before that, did a lot of TV stuff. Sorry, I'm just scrolling down his IMDb because there were some particular things. Yeah, a lot of TV um, and then sort of started becoming, oh, he was on Wonder Woman. That's nerd news. Uh, where are we here? Just so that we can, you can start getting an idea of stuff TV. Man, no wonder he's got 450 something roles. It's all to telly. He was in a movie called Ninja 3, The Domination. That's fine. Missing in action. Uh, with um with the guy that everyone thinks is invincible, what's his name? There's always those jokes about him, Chuck Norris. Um. All right, this is this is people just sitting there waiting for me to get somewhere with this. Um. Oh, he's on Seinfeld. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of TV. Oh, Wayne's World, The Shadow. Okay, here we go. The Shadow. Um. Bad Company, Tank Girl. Oh, Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> what Lots is that? Too. Operation Dumbo Drop is a movie where they have to, a Walt Disney film where they have to transport an elephant by the sounds of it. That's just me guessing. X-Files, he was on Home Improvement. Budsport 2 and 3. Mikhail's Navy, he was on Friends. Uh, Red Corner, The Practice, Mulan. Yeah, he was just like, you know, a staple, a person in in cinema for just the longest time, and uh, and he's wonderful. So congratulations to him because it's not easy to get a walk uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is my understanding? It took took him ages to get um, Adam West one. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So James Hong, congratulations, sir. Now this one I thought was absolutely bananas, and I don't know if it's new. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Beyond belief is what this is. I'm not sure if it's new news, but it was just something that's come up again now that the Avatar 2 trailer's dropped. Kate Winslet, in order to film underwater scenes, was able to hold her breath for seven minutes and 14 seconds, beating the previous record of Tom Cruise, who did it for six minutes while filming the underwater scene for Rogue Nation, the, the Mission Impossible film. What the fuck? Try holding your everyone right now. Try holding your breasts for try holding your breasts. Try do do that as well. But try holding your breath more importantly for thirty seconds. You know it feels like the longest thirty seconds that's ever happened in your life. 
Seven minutes and 14 seconds? I don't know how you don't become brain dead. It's just... I'm not convinced that Kate Winslet's entirely human. That's all I'm saying. And no judgment. You know, I like extraterrestrials as much as the next guy. But still, that's fucking weird. How long can you hold your breath for, Addy? Don't try. Yeah, I'm not trying. (laughs) I love swimming, so I think I can hold about 30 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Addy's a fish! Addy's a fish, man! God, I wish I was, man. It, it might just be it, people always say that i don't know if we've talked about this before people are always like what superhero uh, superpower would you want and people are like i'd like to be able to fly or have the superpowers or go super fast i wish i could have aquaman's powers and like swim to the deepest steps and not get crushed by the pressure and be able to swim really fast and breathe underwater i think that would be dope really cool yeah and man. you get to hang out with jason momoa so fuck yeah I just assume he has actual fish powers. But yeah, that was crazy. Um, Okay, Uh, Daniel Craig was reported to have had a a mystery role, which could have been Reed Richards, um, in uh, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, But uh, he he couldn't do it because he was worried about COVID. He didn't want to get that full-blown Rona just to enjoy the... uh, to to just to join the MCU. I'm I'm not entirely convinced. Yeah, that it would have been very good for it. There's a thing going around that. I mean, sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, what we got without spoiling anything, uh, what we got was one of the biggest reactions I've had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the the you know I went opening day. It wasn't super busy or anything, but when that thing that we're thinking of was revealed, and everybody knows what we're talking about if you've seen the film, um. You know, people were like, oh, it was the biggest fan service since. Well, yeah. And I- it was because it doesn't really come to anything. Ultimately, it doesn't doesn't shift. Like you can completely remove that scene from Doctor Strange 2 and the film still works. Yeah. Like the whole the whole segment there, just remove that and it still works. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, that's fine. But and like, I'm not I'm not one of those people who like, stand up and scream in a theater i'm more of a person who sinks in the seat mm. and be like oh shit you become right? you become part of the chair yeah I did like, it like that sorry you know go ahead yeah i, I become like that the homer simpson mean where where he goes into the plants <laughs> goes, into the, <laughs> goes into the uh the fernery or whatever it is um i only did it once i i, I went and saw um what was the film? Oh shit! Split with um, uh, James McAvoy, where he played the guy who had um, dissociative identity disorder, and one of the one of the identities was a was a serial killer. And the film begins with him kidnapping three girls, one of which is Anna Taylor Joy, and then you get through all this thing, and you find out the end of it. You know this one this one character that he's you know, this one persona that he hasn't revealed to these girls yet is the beast who who is super strong and eats people and stuff like that. And then at the end of it, and I went and saw it with my mum and um, we were just like, you know, what whatever. It was just a bit of a, a thriller movie. You know, she likes thriller movies. It's sure, let's go and check it out. And I didn't think anything of it, just in my Shyamalan. And, um, and then the final scene of that is there like a dolly shot along the, the counter of a diner. Spoilers, by the way, for Split, if you haven't seen it. Um, 
And there's two girls sitting there and in the background is the TV going, and today this, this person got away and, you know, kidnapped three girls and the, the, the uh, news are calling him the Horde. And he, like, was given a villain name. And there's a girl like, oh, what was uh, what was the name of that 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 supervillain from the 90s or whatever? And then the fucking camera racks focus on the dolly and there's Bruce Willis sitting there in, in a... Um, a security uniform and it says done on his badge and he's like um they called him mr glass and it was a fucking sequel to unbreakable yeah i was like i threw my hands up in the air i was like and they did they paid the score the unbreakable score is amazing it's one of my favorite scores of all time uh, james newton howard just incredible fucking flung his hands up in the air holy shit and my mum was like, what are you doing, Rick? Put your hands down. Are you having a seizure? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just fucking excited that this is a sequel to, like, Unbreakable is probably in my top five favorite, you know, superhero movies. That's so good. That's the biggest reaction I had. There was a few of those for that moment in Doctor Strange is my point. But I digress. Yeah. Um, oh, this was interesting. Uh, apparently, the Kevin Feige um, said no to having Tom Cruise cameo in Doctor Strange 2 as a variant of, um, uh, uh, yeah, of Iron Man, of Reed, um, sorry, of Tony Stark playing superior Iron Man. And everyone's like, oh, you know, why would you do that? Because it's fucking Tom Cruise. It would have cost him a fortune or they, or he would have like made them build him an actual Iron Man fucking suit, you know, and learn how to fly you it and six weeks to do it and then jump off a roof or whatever the hell it is he does. <laughs> Whatever you think about Tom Cruise, like politically or, you know, personally or whatever, like he works for your dollars. You know, that guy puts his body on the line. He puts his life on the line every time he makes a movie just to fucking entertain you. You got to respect it. Yeah. Also, I just have, like you said that. And my mind just went to him just actually wearing an Iron Man suit. Yeah. And like he's like 40 feet in the air and like it goes dead and he's just falling. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the last blockbuster movie star Tom Cruise was killed <laughs> on the set of Doctor Strange 2 when he was flying an actual fucking Iron Man suit and the pa- and it powered down because arc reactors aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> and he's now mince. He's mince inside of that tin can thing. We had to scoop him out and use a hose. Oh, God. oh horrible. Well, but um, yes, yeah, so that's interesting. You know, Kevin Feige, whatever you want. Uh, yeah, so yeah well, trailer, I, pretty cool. I do believe that the reason why he said no is because Iron Man has been such a big part of where MCU is now. Agreed. That at least for like the next 20 years, I don't think they should do a variant for Iron Man. Just out of sheer sheer respect for the legacy of that character. Mm. That's that's what I think. And the sacrifice. That's why I think they probably haven't done it. It's like, well, if you do that, then it doesn't mean anything. It's like we were talking about yeah. what if and, and, and Loki, where it's like you just see Infinity Stones in a drawer mm. or, you know, um, Thanos becomes, uh, you know, one of the ravages when... when Black Panther's running the 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 ravages, you know, in that Star Lord um, variant thing. And it's like, well, fucking talk about taking someone's teeth away. You don't want to do that to the sacrifice at the end of Endgame because it means a lot after that period of time. But um, you know, interesting enough. But yeah, She-Hulk trailer was really good. The other trailer that dropped, um, well, that I saw last night, but dropped this week. Um, uh, my pals on the um, podcast Assemble podcast posted it last night, and I was chatting to them about it. Holy shit! 
Prey. Like Peter. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, that was a teaser. Yeah, yeah, like a teaser for the new Predator film, which is actually called Prey, which is set. I don't know where it's set. Uh, I just know that it's set. Not it's not modern. It's it's you yeah. know ancient times. There are people with bows, bows and arrows and stuff like that. So I but I don't know the continent it's on. It might be there might be Mayans or they might be Native Americans. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really give you that information. All you see is like these two kids running away from something in a forest. They end up in a field. One of these kids pulls out a bow and arrow and stretches it out, and you hear that noise, and then he gets the three red dots on his head, and boom, that's the end of the trailer. And I fucking I was like. Fucking yeah, fuck it. Yes, it was just that's that's my shit. Predator is my shit. I love that movie so much, and this is what I'm talking about. And I was having a conversation with the guys from um, Podcast Symbol uh, just on IG last night, and I said, uh, I I desperately want it to be a dialogueless film. I just want them oh, to communicate. That would be cool. Yeah, through through you know body language and hand signals and stuff like that, like place it at a time before language is fully developed, you know, have it be completely silent, like um, chase movie. I'm fucking down for that. And it looks so good. And then um, uh, 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 the guys from that, that podcast were telling me that John Woo's new film is completely silent. Um, John Woo's coming out with a film called silent night and it's got Joel Kinnaman in it. John Woo, the director of, you know, American films he's directed, Hard Target, um, Broken Arrow, Face Off, Wind Walkers. Um, yeah, just, you know, huge Hong Kong action director, directed, um, uh, you know, A Better Tomorrow and um, uh, The Killer. Just, you know, supremely talented action director. His new film is completely silent. It's got Joel Kim in it. It's called Silent Night and Joel Kim in plays a, a, a grieving father who's, <clears throat> you know, uh, a child was killed in, after a fashion and he goes after the people who are responsible on Christmas Eve and there's no dialogue. And I'm like, you have my attention. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds <clears throat> like that's my biggest unpopular opinion is that silent films need to come back. Like the first time I ever picked up a camera and made something was a silent film. It's so fucking amazing just to just have the story play out in your head without dialogues. It's so fucking awesome. You, like they have to come back. You watch, watch films. You know, I, I often do this with, um, you know, filmmakers that I really appreciate. You know, David Fincher, and Steven Spielberg, um, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu. Alejandro Iñárritu. Um, you watch their movies with the sound off because it teaches you so much about blocking and stuff and, 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 you know, um, the, the like edit, editing as well, pacing and where to put the camera and, you know, how to connect events, um, how to cover something, which is, you know, like how many cameras they would use that kind of stuff. You just soak things in and yeah, you do, you get an appreciation for how, when you remove an, an, an integral storytelling element, you shouldn't lose that much of the story. You should be able to still kind of follow things um, if you're doing your job right. So yeah, I'm I'm down for that too. Bring back fucking silent films, starting with Prey. That's gonna be awesome. Um, but the big news uh, that we really want to talk about, and Addy sent me a message about this last night, and it's um, it's massive. So I'm gonna let you take it away, my my pal. What's happening? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this. Um, it says uh, David. I don't know how to pronounce that name, dude. Help uh, me out. Oh, I think it's Zaslav. Zaslav. Sure. Zolzale. 
So, so. So, so, so. <laughs> Media names again. David <laughs> C-A-S-L-A-V. Chief Executive Officer yep. for Discovery Communications who have just bought uh, Warner Brothers. So you go ahead, Addy. Uh, he wants to remake Warner Brothers to have similar structure to Disney and separate entities with individual creative leaders mm. and divisions like DC, New Line, and Animation, who all report up to the film bosses <laughs> overseeing the total output. But the but the above slide is a slate for DC films releasing in 2023 and 2020. No, 2023 and 2024. Yeah, that naturally they follow each other, and it's it's honestly not what I was expecting. I'm I'm really I mean there's a couple there that we knew were coming, but it's still. It's an impressive output. Um, do you want to go through them? It's a, yeah. The 2024 slate is what I'm really, really excited I know, for. But, because uh, we've been talking about this for fucking day one. Uh, yeah. we'll leave that one. But yet, leave that one till last. But um, we have Aquaman. This is 2023. Aquaman, Lost Kingdom. Uh, the Flash, which Possibly starring Ezra Miller. <laughs> Yeah, the, dude, I saw somewhere that uh, Dylan O'Brien is replacing Ezra Miller. That's why they shifted it, I think. And I don't like that. That's a lot to redo. That's a lot to redo. And, you know, sometimes people deserve second chances too. Um, or third chances or fourth chances or whatever he is. But, yeah, I mean, I think that seems like a lot of work. But uh, there was apparently a, a test screening of it recently. It's, it runs for 150 minutes and people loved it. Um, you know, they said it was DC's... Um, you know, magnum opus. So that's positive. But yeah, so uh, Aquaman, The Flash, what else? Uh, Batgirl. Batgirl with fucking Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons coming back as, uh, I know they said Professor Gordon and Professor Gordon, the commissioner. <laughs> Gordon. Um, and uh, that that's an HBO Max exclusive, that one. It's not being released in cinemas. It's just straight onto that service. This one I'll I hope. I hope they do go the simultaneous route where it's 25 days in theaters, but also on HBO Max. Yeah, I think it deserves a, a, a big screen appearance. Absolutely. It's Batgirl, you know. Then we have your favorite character. Mm, Constantine, bitches. Yes. And I know this is the one that I think it's the series that J.J. Abrams is doing and I'm, I'm fucking on board for it. Make it happen. Then there's another series for Blue Beetle. Yes. And it's fucking about time that this character came uh, into sort of the, the live action. He'd been in the cartoons for ages um, in both. <clears throat> he was one of the Teen Titans, was he not? In Young Justice? He was. Uh, yeah. I think he still is in Young Justice. Yeah. And he was also Brave um, and Bold, I think. Yeah. Uh, to anyone who's listening and wants to get on or just have a, just have some idea of what Blue Beetle is, check out Young Justice because that show does a lot of characters right in ways that you would never imagine. Mm. A universally loved show, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of someone talk bad about it. Um, so, yeah, bring on Blue Beetle. What else, 2023? Uh, we have Peacemaker. What is that? It's. I think it's, a, it's 
it's I think it's season two. I think that word is a, okay. is, is a translation, um, but it's season um, two. Temper, temperata too. Uh, forgive me if that's not the translation, you know, uh, 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 from English into an, another language. If that's you know, if that's actually what it's called, a temperata. I don't know what that means. I could probably Google it. I'll Google that while you go through the twenty twenty four slate and leave the best one to last, please. <laughs> and you know what it is. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so twenty twenty four, we start off with Wonder Woman three. Yes, because everyone was clamoring for more Wonder Woman after 1984. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, the spaghetti joke goes well with the with the golden suit they had for Wonder Woman. Like, that was so hyped. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they just butchered every fucking thing. It was pretty rough, yeah. And I remember um, uh, Alex Ross, who designed that armor for the... Um, for Kingdom Come was like, oh, oh yeah. I guess they're using my shit. <laughs> he fucking got nothing. He didn't get a penny for that shit. I can yeah. talk about underrepresented as far as, you know, comic book artists are concerned. Um, th- there is, yeah, no, Temporada mm-hmm. is um, uh, uh, the uh, Spanish translation for season. Awesome. Is my understanding. So it is season two. Yeah, so it means season Peacemaker two. Peacemaker season two. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Let's do uh, this. Yeah, right on. Uh, so Wonder Woman 3, and this one's pretty cool too. Ooh. I shaked, man. I fucking screamed when I saw yeah, this. Yeah, right. Zatanna! Mm-hmm. And no, that's yes. not what you have with Bran. Zatanna is um, the, the, uh, the lady magician. And she's awesome. She's a great character. She's actually tied up with Constantine. They've had a relationship in the past. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any crossover there. I don't know if it's a show or a movie. Do you know if it's a show or a movie? Um, hopefully it is a film. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know uh, the, the next one isn't. Um, yeah. The next one is a, a show. I'm waiting for you to do it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just too excited, man. <laughs> It's called Green Lantern, fuck, Green Lantern Corpse. Green Lantern Corpse. And no, that's not a dead Green Lantern. Um, that is, uh, the corpse is like, because they're a, a, a intergalactic peacekeeping force. So like the military in space. Um, so I, I, I don't know how they're going to do this because there was supposed to be a Green Lantern in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is that gentleman going to come back and play what I'm assuming is John Stewart? Maybe are they going to reboot and have another Hal Jordan altogether? The, you know, and forget about Ryan Reynolds. That seems to be probably the, the smartest move. But either way, I'm here for it. I enjoy Green Lantern. Um, Grant Morrison did a particularly good run on it a few years ago, which I which I read and delighted in. Um, yeah, right on. And what's the next? The next. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm insufferable. Keep going. The next is Supergirl. Supergirl. Oh, my fucking God. They're actually doing this now. Yeah. I mean, I know there's been a series with um, uh, Melissa Benoist, which is (sighs) a fun name to say, uh, Benoist. But this is... The font looks the same, but I'm assuming this is probably the Supergirl they're going to set up in The Flash. In The Flash, Um, yeah. 
you know, they've they've we've seen some stills of of that up until this point, um, and it's the young lady is played. Uh, sorry, um, Supergirl is played by. Sorry, excuse me, um, Sasha Cayley, uh or Corley. And I remember seeing the video of her getting the job. Yeah. You sent it to me with um, Andy Buschetti. <laughs> Andy Muschietti is like showing the thing. She's burst into tears. Like imagine being a young woman and being being given the role of, you know, being given any role, being able to work in your profession. There's so much competition all the time. Um, but being given a role is as important as, you know, having that S on your chest. Like it just must be overwhelming. So good on her. I'm looking forward to that program as well. Next. Uh, next, we have Black Canary. Black Canary. If you don't know who Black Canary is, look at the fuck up. Um, yeah. She's a she's a um, a crime fighter with some. Um, she does some flips. She's flip flip flips, and she's also um, she has like a a. a, a it's, it's a, yeah, it's the scream. It's the character from fucking. Inhumans. No, um, the, the, uh, oh, the birds of prey. Birds of prey, yes. Um, uh, I, I mean, wonder, yeah, you do it again. again. You, you're the yeah. best. You are the you are the nerd king. Um, yeah, is this? Is it no? That it's not. It's no. It's not. Uh, it's a different, different actress. So not using Jesse Smollett or whatever her name was, Smollett. Yeah, I, I, I think her backstory. I think this is the backstory. Even though we got a bit of that in Birds of Prey, and I think it's like, I don't think it's set in the same universe as Birds of Prey anyway. Well, I mean, if you look at this, if this is going in the order of release, which it is by the looks of it, um, Aquaman first and then Flash. Flash is the reset. We talked about this. It is yeah. going to splinter and they're going to have their own multiverse and then they can do all of this shit and it doesn't matter if it's connected. And if it is connected, it's going to be connected in a very different way. So, of course, it's going to be a different Black Canary. I just, I just love that cast, like the whole cast in Birds of Prey. I just love them. Like that chemistry together is so hard to get. Yeah. It was and lightning in a bottle. It just worked. It was, yeah. It, it just worked, man. Even Ewan McGregor, like having him yeah. be as horrible and creepy as he is in that and really, you know, uh, uh, camp but um, misogynistic, it was, yeah. Fucking great. I'm going to watch that movie again soon. All right. And the last one. Ooh. You do it. You do it. I can't. You know, I'm, going to do it. I'm going to do it, am I? Do it. They're doing a fucking Nightwing thing. And we said it. Someone at DC. Is we said it. Podcast. We said it. We were like, make a fucking Nightwing movie and fucking just forget about it. Do the, do a, you know, the opening crawl or something or not the opening crawl. Do a cold open where it's just his origin story. Like real quick. You know, Flying Grayson's dead. Batman comes along, trains a Robin, gets revenge. They get a falling out. Robin fucks off to Bloodhaven. You don't even need to have Batman in it. You can, you can mention him casually, you know? And then away you go. And forget uh, what Dylan Dylan O'Brien is it? Or Dylan O'Brien? The guy want, they want to replace Ezra Miller? Yeah, Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, Dylan O'Brien, who's in the Maze Runner series, which I just watched all of. And they're, they're actually really good films and he's great in them. Um I enjoyed that young actor. He was really great in Love and Monsters and uh, American Assassin. Awesome young physical actor. Um, fucking get him to play Dick. Like he's he he would he's the perfect age. He's just old enough that it would be Dick post sort of teen stuff. So he's now 
a legitimate character on his own and you just build all that up you get blockbuster as the bad guy um uh you know he fights some fucking ninjas or some shit like get it on get it go on a oh night wing <laughs> man dude i saw that title i was like oh fuck somebody like we talk we had a whole episode dedicated to just robin and the yeah. legacy and then we talk i think it was like literally last episode we talked about the the flying the flying robin is like both of us should run dc and marvel yeah and and look we were fucking right that we should run it because somebody's take. They go, hey, well, I was listening to this podcast that a guy from Australia and and a, and a guy from I nearly said Thailand again. Then you know you're in Thailand, are you? I no. am in Thailand, dude. Second time. I know. I, can't, I keep because well, you know, I keep going to say somewhere else. But anyway, <laughs> an Australian guy and the guy in Thailand uh, 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 do this podcast. There's only they've only got seven episodes up, but I think they're onto some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they have much of a following oh fuck no <laughs> but you know they, they reckon we should do a nightwing show they want to call it the, the flying grayson but we can't do that because it'll be stealing so let's just call it nightwing with a gap in between two letters you notice that it's nightwing not yeah. nightwing there's yeah, no parentheses or anything i don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on but whatever the yeah more, um... the more dick i can get into my life the better <laughs> yes <laughs> and for those of you who don't understand that joke, Nightwing's oh god, his real name's Richard Dick. Yeah, um, yeah. Bring it all no, on. it's not Dick. It's Richard. It's, it's Richard. Let's... But bring it all on. Um, fantastic. You know, I just hope this is there's some follow through here because Marvel's done this too. Um, you know, I remember when they announced that Captain America three would be called, I think it was Serpent Society, and it was going to be you know, a Hydra thing. And then a few months later, like, oh no, we're actually going to do civil war. So sometimes they announce this stuff before there's a fucking script, you know, or yeah. all they've got is a, a, a poster and a release date. I hope they're not rushing it just for the sake of saying, hey, here's what we've got. And then they don't follow through because, you know, flash tanks, a lot of this stuff's going to have a hard road up the same way that happened with- Oh, definitely. With uh, uh, the, the, the Snyderverse, you know. But yeah, but that's um, that's it. That's the nerd news. And oh, uh, uh, we do have, we do have, uh, we do have one thing. All right, I'm glad you told me before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one thing? Um, we have a cast edition for uh, Dune Part Two with Christopher Walken yeah! playing Emperor Shaddam. Right, that's fucking amazing. I just saw him in. Um, he's in a show that's on uh, Apple TV Plus called Severance. And he's just, I, oh yeah, he's so wonderful. He's just such a joy, and it'll be good to see him because he's kind of been doing that like avuncular, funny guy stuff for quite a while now. Now that he's an older dude, he's sort of not as threatening. But if you watch him in stuff like, you know, True Romance or the Prophecy series, or you know, even uh, Pulp Fiction, he, there's a genuine threat there. You know, he's really scary. Suicide King, Kings, um, or the fucking Deer Hunter. To get him back to that would be really interesting. You know, real, yeah. but really terrifying. And it's it's really interesting because we have this casting and like the next casting is Austin Butler as Fade. So someone yeah, is actually nice. listening to us. My main man. Yeah, he's um just about, about to be Elvis. Um, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I can't remember who we said. <clears throat> you said someone from uh, Dark. 
Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I did two people from Dark. And, um, and I, I think I said Henry Cavill, but then again, <laughs> I mean, I say Henry Cavill and everything. I'm just like, what, what's that? There's a, there's a dog in the movie. Yeah, cast Henry Cavill. What's that? Oh, sorry, what's that? You're remaking Jaws? Yeah, cast him as the boat. Um, <laughs> Henry Cavill stars as the orca in Jaws, the remake. Nonsense. Um, well, shall we get and, into and some... If, if that's a film, then I want the orca cut with just him. The orca cut? <laughs> that's very niche, but I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, yeah, so let's get into some Moon Knight. From 2022, the six-episode Disney Plus series starring Oscar Isaacs almost exclusively. Um <laughs> He plays a lot of it. Um, uh, we've got, um, you know, uh, Ethan Hawke uh, playing Arthur Harrow. Uh, ooh, May Kalamwi? Kalamawa? Kalamawa. C-A-L-A-M-A-W-Y. I'm sorry if I, I'm pronouncing things terribly wrong. I suck at names sometimes. Um, but, yeah, she's uh, she plays um, Layla. Um, F. Murray Abraham as Konshu. Um yeah, I, I I dig this show, but I, I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts, man, because we talked about it a little bit off, right. off so off air rather. So shoot. So first of all, uh... fuck. <laughs> who's the guy who plays? Who's the guy who plays Concho? F. Murray Abraham. Yes, thank you very much. From Amadeus, I believe he's in. I know him from uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that's right. He was in uh, Homeland as well. He was in like for five minutes there. Yeah, he's great. Wonderful actor. Didn't even know yeah. he was still alive. So congratulations. <laughs> the God of the night. But yeah, uh, I want to start off with Guanchu first because okay. I think his voice as Guanchu is like, it's like, I assume who's like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest, deepest voice. And then there's Conchu like right next to him. Yeah. And I, I love the design of Conchu. I love the design of all the gods that they showed. Also, if you're listening right now, this is going to be spoiler heavy. So if you haven't watched Moon Knight, do you know, do you listen to a part of our podcast, go back, watch Moon Knight and then come back. Yeah, or exactly. Join us next week. Well, yeah, we're not going through episode by episode. We're just going to talk about it overall. But yeah, there will be spoilers. I'll put, we'll, you know, we'll put that in the description as well. But yeah, keep yeah. going. You, you enjoy the, the design of the entire show is, is, is it's one of my favorite uh, things that they've done. Yeah. Just from it's, a conceptual place. Yeah. I mean, like that, that God fight in the, in like the last episode with Amit and the Konshu thing. Kicking each other's That's... asses, like with, you know, um, a pyramids behind them and stuff. Like it was that second, because the second last episode is so contained and it's just, it's Stephen dealing with his trauma or, or Mark dealing with his Mark. trauma. Um, it's such a character piece. I was, I remember I said to you, I'm like, how the fuck are they going to wrap all this up? You know, they haven't even introduced Jake Lockie yet. And, uh, and we'll talk about that shortly, but. Yeah, how, how do they do that? And they did it quite nicely and in a spectacular fashion by having two fucking gods fight. Yeah. But I couldn't understand. I think... Could other people yeah, see it? See, that's the thing, because they saw the... They saw the stars shifting. 
but that but that was the sky did that i don't think the people could see um the gods fighting because in my understanding only the avatars can see them yeah but also because konshu is a god and he gives power to mark or to whoever else is in there um i think he was able to see the amit because she was resurrected but what i think nobody else was that <laughs> That was my door. Okay. <laughs> I thought someone was about to kick the door in and be like, get the fuck off the thing and take you down, man. I don't know. Recording. We're, we're dropping too many we're dro- dropping too many um, uh, uh, hot takes. <laughs> too many hot takes. They can't take it out there in the, in the real world. Sorry, keep going. Right. So, um, yeah. So, Mark's the body. Steven's the altar. And then we have Jake. Now I have my opinions about Jake, but I want I want to know what you thought of the introduction of Jake Lockley. Well, it's interesting because he he's kind of ever present, and and there's the scenes in which you know Stephen would be in control of the body, specifically would black out thinking Mark had done something, and Mark would say, "What did you do?" And Steve's like, "I didn't do this," or "I didn't do this." I did the accent. Um, also, by the way, last week when I did that like four-way conversation between was three-way conversation between Kevin Feige and <laughs> Patrick Stewart and um, Haley Atwell, I got all these messages about it. it. Was like that's insane, and and you should you should get help because clearly you have people in your head. Uh, no, I had a bunch of people telling me how funny it was. I, I appreciate that. I I you know. I do this to entertain. I don't do it for applause. You know, I don't expect people to get in touch and, you know, tell me how great they think it is or whatever. I just have a really good time doing it and that's the point. But if people are getting a giggle out of it, then that's, um, that's great. That's gravy, you know. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So, when you realize that Jake had taken over and whooped all these motherfuckers' asses and he's clearly an assassin. You can tell that from the, the, the teaser scene where he is introduced as the limo driver um, and kills Harlow. Uh, and he's got a, he's speaking French, is it? I think it's Spanish, not French. Spanish? Yeah. Well, that makes probably a bit more sense considering who Oscar Isaac is. Oscar Isaac is. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more, but there is that scene that we talked about where he's in the mental hospital, which I know is an artifice and he's yeah. in his head, but, and he kind of, he slipped into a really thick Brooklyn accent and Jake Lockie is a, a cab driver from New York. That's, you know, one of his personas. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get, if not a Moon Knight season two, we get Moon Knight coming up in things like Blade and Werewolf by Night, which comes out at the end of this year, you know, like let, let that happen and let Jake start to manifest more and he becomes a Moon Knight that can't be controlled and he's got a different outfit as well. So you've got Steven in the suit, you've got Mark in the traditional garb, um, you know, even though I kind of have a problem with the CG parts of it, you know, I would prefer it to be an actual costume costume, but whatever. And then have Jake's one be fucking, uh, yeah, have Jake's one be fucking gnarly, like spawn, like it's just fucking ripping to shreds all over the place and it's, you know, scarred and damaged and all that. Like, I think. But um, it's also like, it's also living and it's it's kind of like symbiotic where it's like in the air and floating. Exactly. Exactly like that. You know, it's like, you know, in, in uh, it was spoilers, Dog Strange 2, where he uses the, the Cape of Lost Souls. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that that kind yeah, of exactly like that. 
you could do it interesting. How did you feel about it? Do you feel like it was a missed opportunity or? Uh, for Jake? Yeah. I think if you take that out, the series works exponentially well. I think that scene for me just took it down because there wasn't like, if there wasn't a question of if there is someone because there definitely was. And I don't, I think they rushed it with just showing him. And I see, I said this before and I love Ethan Hawke in everything he does. And he loves, he loves making superhero films. He, he said that he fucking, he just loves working and just anything with story that, that brings joy and connection to people. Mm-hmm. And he was great as Arthur Harrow. Like that was one of the best MCU villains. Like he's up there with Zemo and, and now uh, the Scarlet Witch. And I hate that they killed him. Mm. There was so much that they could do with that where because Steven and Mark are not attached to the country now, they could build a connection or just build a friendship with Harrow and all three of them could heal together, right? They, there's so much more story to tell with that character. I, they just killed him off. I, that's what I hated the most about the whole show. Like everything up to that point was just pitch perfect for me. Yeah. Like it was everything I wanted and even more with episode five, but just that part of Jake Lockley was, it was very like, I don't know what they were trying to do, but it seemed very, very desperate. Yeah, there is a way to to inject Jake into the series from day one as well and have it have it come up, even if it was a mid-season surprise of like, hey, he's actually got a third persona who's super violent and kind of unhinged. Not that Mark and Stephen are fantastically, you know, well-adjusted or anything, but I think the the, the trick is, um, and I guess, it, all right, as a narrative function in TV or any storytelling, it's always best to play your hand. Do you know what I mean? You've got these opportunities to tell parts of the story that you were given purely by the fact that you have someone watching. And, and like... Spend, you know, spend all the money. Like uh, the, the other, <laughs> the way I put it before is like, like you fuck me now. You've got me here now, you know, make it happen. We're here, we're in the bedroom with, where, where, you know, there's candles going and we're all lubed up. Like just, just get to fucking, would you? And stop dancing around it. Like spending time build and Marvel has the, 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 luxury of doing this because they know that their universe is going to be ongoing regardless of people less people watch it's still going to happen she-hulk's a perfect example of that yeah you know that, that they're just like yeah fucking she-hulk absolutely and some she-hulk and you don't like it fuck you you know they don't give a shit they're going to spend all the money in the world because they can but they they hold on to story beats so much because they kind of they always need somewhere else to go even with moon knight when they know that it was kind of only going to be this series but holding on to that idea makes the, the show as in its entirety suffer because there's still a question mark at the end that's bigger than a normal one. It's not a normal teaser. It's like, what? hang on a second, there was a third persona the whole time. And then when you watch it back, you kind of see that and you're like, well, I would have liked to have seen something resolved there. So I just yeah. I think they need to kind of be in, in the future, especially when it comes to the TV shows, is like spend the money that you have while you have it. You can't take it with you get this story out because who knows what's going to happen to Moon Knight and we might not know. 
you know i think what i think what moon knight did very well and i think even it's just moon knight and wonder vision and hawkeye that they actually invested more in the character rather than like there's a lot there's a lot less moon knight action but more of character of steven and mark there I'd that say... then sorry go ahead that that then combines it all together at the end with how mark and steven are able to shift between each other without like having a fight yeah yeah and they they that final uh, episode where they are literally swapping the body between punches um you know it's that's the thing that's what you want your hero to do you want your hero to master their spirit and and use their powers in the best and most interesting way that they can i think that being able to have that third persona there as as another pull would have been interesting but you know i don't run marvel so i don't know yeah i think what worked for me until that point where they showed jake lockley was they actually do acknowledge the existence of jake lockley in episode five where he where mark blacks out and they, and he and he wakes up and he sees all these dead people and and before he blacks out, he was trying to save all of them. Yeah. And then he sees all those dead people. And then he asks uh, Stephen, what did you do? He said, I didn't do this. Yeah. And he believes him because he knows that there's now that connection there. That wasn't there in like, let's say episode two or episode uh, three. When they weren't 100% aware of each other even, you know. Right. And I think as a fan of the show, at that point, it worked perfectly because there, there weren't like, pushing on that oh there's this one person that you have to meet that's like brutal and all that he's there you see you see references and you see you see what he can do but it's not pushed on you and plus the whole series you've you've connected towards mark and steven and it's their story and it's them coming to terms with each other and it's beautifully done in the afterlife episode and I think that takes away from just the emotional connection I had with the characters. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely, and you, you get this when you put a character actor like, um, not a character actor, sorry, when you put an actor in the character uh, like Oscar Isaac, he's such an amazing um, uh, performer and commits, this is pretty fucking daffy and your phase four Marvel, you don't have to put in this much effort and yet he he sells the shit out of it. So much so that he's a producer on the show. So he obviously cares about this character and, and you know, wants to to do it the best service. And that's the that stuff, you benefit from that stuff in the, the, the series because that's kind of what you're following. You're not there for the moon nighting, honestly. Um, it's not the kind of show that I thought it was going to be either. I thought it was going to be, Batman, basically. Batman. Yeah, no, really. I, I, I knew that um, the character has dissociative identity disorder or had multiple personalities or whatever, whatever the correct terminology is. I knew that was the case because I'm a fan of the books. But I thought it was going to be a straight kind of fight and gangsters kind of thing. But it's, it really became, it became theology. It became about life and death. And, and you were saying before, Harlow is a really interesting villain and one of the best villains because the the way that you make people give a shit about villains and almost side with them in some ways is to give them a cause and however ludicrous that is you know 
Thanos is a great example in that he believed in halving the population of the universe to make it better for the half that's left. It's not completely wrong. You know, he's kind of right in a lot of ways. He just goes about it, but it's also a power thing as well. So there's that going on. He, he wanted to, he was also a, a, a tyrant and a, and, a, and a dictator and an insane person who didn't have a problem with mass genocide. But you kind of get it. Harlow's interesting in the sec- in the sense that he's he is a, a, a theological villain. He is he is about balancing the scales. Um, it's about serving higher beings. He's not doing this. I mean, he's kind of self-aggrandizing and stuff because the way that a cult leader does. But he yeah. believes it. He believes it, and he also believes he's getting back at Konshu as well. So there's there's a like all great cult leaders, he is charismatic. He um, can can speak the words to make people hear. And I don't just mean words that come out of your mouth. I mean the right words to make people follow you the way that cult leaders do. That was what I really dug about that first episode where he was introduced. It's like, oh, this guy's, he's got everybody. And it's not magic. He, he yeah, has just it's done just this to people. power of communication. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of, that, the psychopathy of a person who can make those decisions, the life and death decisions, because they think that it's the right thing to do for the, for the group. Um, yeah. Just really interesting. Not, not at all what I was expecting. I thought he was going to be punching gangsters in the face <laughs> for, for six episodes and flinging moon things at people, moon shields that come out of his chest. True. Um, I think it also complicates a lot of things just seeing we're like jumping around, but we're just talking about the final episode right now. And yeah. then we can go on. Uh, I think it's very confusing. I just seeing everything that Marvel has done in like, let's say the past six months. Where, or like, let's say from Loki up till Moon Knight, everything that's come out has been great, but has also been a bit confusing. Because mm-hmm. you have a world where celestials exist and they say that the the existence of every planet is to harvest or just to... Uh, it's the place where other celestials are, are basically conceived. Yeah, it's where, where they grow their their kin is, is, is right. in planets. Yeah, we're talking about Eternals here, yeah. Yeah, and that's in the Eternals. And uh, if you go by that logic, then each planet means absolutely nothing because each planet just is a way to create more universes. Mm -hmm. And then in the same universe, you have someone like Kang who has the power of, well, not the power, but talks about uh, multiverses and how how it's all been written. I don't think that connects there. Like there's there's no connection where you have someone like Kang and you have someone like Arishan the judge. They both are rulers in different ways, but if they rule the same thing, there's there's no there's no balance there. Mm-hmm. Because if there is a celestial in Earth where the, where there was, then Everything in Loki doesn't make sense with the multiverse because then each Earth would have another celestial in it. So no matter what you're doing, it's it won't it won't matter at all. Yeah, 
Like, and I, then, I and then, you, and then you put in gods like Conchu and Thor. Thor's a god, yeah. You put uh, Conchu and you put Amit and you put the Egyptian gods there. And then you have another, another sort of section of complication where, so you have you have celestials, then you have, then you have the DVA that that exists between time and space, and then you have the gods. So what? It's interesting to see that they have so many things, but it'll, and then like you can you can kind of choose your own path where you're like okay i believe in the earth where tva exists but i don't believe that celestials exist now in in the world that i believe the mcu exists in it just complicates so many things and we and we saw that in dr strange too where the complication just goes on to be something that you're just like that's that's just going above my head like just just make it a bit simple, please. Yeah. It, I think they're trying to... They're laying a lot of foundations without knowing what the house looks like yet, which is kind of the trouble that DC got into, honestly. Unless we don't know... Unless there's something going on that we don't see. But you're right. There's a lot of what what we call laying story pipe or, um, you know, throwing a ball for the next movie to catch is a good way to put it. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm not really sure, but here we go. You know, we'll figure it out. And, and that's... I understand there's a lot going on and that, you know, I can't imagine the, 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 the pressure it must take to keep this universe going, but there needs to be some specificity. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, but, but hang on just for one second. Speaking of gods, have you seen the pictures of I have. Natalie Portman as, as you know, I, I sang Lady Thor. Cause Might, Mighty Thor. Yeah. She's playing, she's playing uh, Jane. But she's got Mjolnir. And she, you didn't really see it in the, the first trailer. There's some stills come out. She is made out of fucking marble. It's beautiful. Like, oh, man, what a what a, what a a great image. You know what I mean? Of like her and Thor standing together and being, you know, look, looking like gods. Um, yeah, un- unbelievable. Well done, Natalie. You, um, that's a, that would take an enormous amount. Of, of discipline to get in that kind of shape and and chris hemsworth as well but he does it all the time so i'm just i'm just talking about her at the moment yeah. but yeah remarkable remarkable hopefully unassisted by chemicals <laughs> but you never do hopefully yeah. yeah but um yeah you're absolutely right i i feel like there's there is some like i said before there's a disparate nature to to the stories that are being told i'm enjoying them don't get me wrong but i i i'm not feeling the connection to them or to the characters that i once were because maybe because there's they're trying to fit too many in, you know. You've got um, if you just look at all the all the and what the fuck happened to White Vision? <laughs> oh my god! You know, let's let's not get into like, that. Going to be in Doctor Strange and like spoilers, everyone. He's fucking ent in it. But you, how do you how do you put that out and not address it in a movie in which Wanda appears, particularly in in the fashion that she appears? Yeah. Um, you know, that's not that's not Moon Knight talk, but you know what I'm saying. I I felt that a lot. Like the film ended, I was like, I'm so angry that my one theory didn't come true. Even if it had been like something that that, so he's completely incapacitated. Uh, Doctor Strange is, you know, stuck in the dead body or whatever, and Wong goes and gets the fucking goes and gets yeah. Wong. 
brings him back to have to have that happen because in the end it was kind of herself that did it you know to kind of stem the tide of of destruction you know she kind of did it herself but to have white vision there would be it'd be interesting it'd be super interesting unless they're going to set up like a west coast avengers thing where you've got like uh uh you know, the young Avengers and, and white vision will be the one who kind of leads them. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, and the same with Moon Knight. Like if you've got this coming out and then you've got Blade, you've got Werewolf by Night, are we going to get like the, you know, that that show? They're like, what Midnight Suns. About? Yeah, Midnight Suns. Um, oh God. It would Can be. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, is that where they're going? I don't know. I don't know. Because we do have She-Hulk coming out and I fucking hope we have Charlie Cox there because, oh my God, I would freak out. If, if they have, I mean, it's another legal person in the MCU. Like if they got Charlie Cox and, they, and they, that's what they're talking about. They're like, he's not going to get a movie, but he's going to pop up in shit. Like he's going to be in the Echo series and stuff. Um, fucking do it. Make it happen. He's right there, man. Yeah. He loves He loves doing it. The other thing I was going to say about Jake Lockie is as well, the reason that you know that there is something going on there, and we know because we were expecting it, but people who are casual observers probably wouldn't think anything of it but that it's just a mystery it's just a question mark the third sarcophagus yeah you know like we i know. mean that was, that was the perfect plant of saying yes there's that and we'll get to that but right now we need you to focus on these two mm. and their story yeah yeah and and that that works if then the next season is all jake well uh, see i had a theory or like in my mind, what they could have done with season two is... White Vision turns up? <laughs> if he turns up in the in season two... Uh, man, Addy's so... be like, man, you know you know what would make Avatar 2 the way of the water really good? If fucking White Vision turned up at the end. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like all these blue monkeys and then this is a white dude. White Vision. It could do and it. Every- I mean, it's, they're, they're literally connected by company, you know, the foxes yeah. by Disney. Like, it could happen, you know, technically. Technically, the white vision could turn up and beat the predator in Predator Prey. Um, yeah, he could. Let's just put white vision in whatever you want. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Give, give Paul Bettany all the fucking screen time in the world. Oh, yeah. God love him. Jeez, there's been some fucking... Some stellar performances from that guy. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. Really, really like him. Just not not just his vision, but you know, fucking Mordecai and Beautiful Mind. Just he's he's great. He's wonderful. Transcendent. All the adjectives. Transcendence is is the movie that he's in. Um, but uh, yeah, I dig him a lot. Sorry, where, where were we? Uh, Moon Knight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, night. Yeah, we, we've gone to WandaVision and Doctor Strange, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting distracted. Maybe that's maybe that's indicative of what it is. It's it's very, yeah. it's very, it's very, mm, it's very passable. If it wasn't Oscar Isaac, it, my interest yeah. would wane rapidly. Um, and and how they never thought well enough to call one of the episodes. On a moon night like this, um, like the Kylie Minogue song, which is actually the name of this episode. Got it, Bagsies. That's the name of this episode. On a moon All night right. like this. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Marvel. I mean, not fuck you, Marvel, but whatever. Um, yeah, how they, how they didn't do that. But <laughs> but yeah, if you take him out, and again, I, I, I enjoy... The pageantry of it all and 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 stuff and I, I thought the action was really good but it just it's very unmemorable 
Moon Knight? Yeah, you just don't. I'm not holding on to anything. Like individual episodes, I enjoyed sections and his performance in particular. But, and I can remember certain scenes and stuff. But if you were to get me to give you what the arc of that is, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not 100% clear on it all because there's a lot of world building in a very short period of time. Yeah, I I do agree. As much as it hurts me to say, and episode five of Moon Knight really is something that I never thought Marvel could do, but they've done exponentially well in that area. Um, it hurts me to say, but I agree that there's... I would have I would have been completely fine without that show. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have... The only thing we would have missed out on is, is you know, some entertainment, but not... Yeah. It doesn't further the story at all, the overarching story, as far as we understand at <clears throat> point in time. Um, it, it's not connected directly to the MCU in the same way that something like She-Hulk is or Loki. Yeah, they have name the drops shows, and... Uh, you know, yeah. This is the first one that is literally introducing a character that is brand new. Um, and, and you know, She-Hulk. And it works in that way. In the, it really does work where if you're, if you're someone who hasn't got into the MCO mm. and you watch Moon Knight, you will get an idea of how things work at Marvel. The good and the bad. They mm. can exceed at something and they can exceed mm. in like phenomenal casting with Oscar Isaac and just the sheer talent of everyone involved and the showrunners. But then you also see the downside where things don't match up and there's a rushed ending. Where I saw a lot of people saying that there's a rushed ending. I think, I think Hawkeye episode, I think uh, the last episode of Moon Knight has, it has a space, yeah, a lot of things are happening, but it never felt rushed to me. Like the ending of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was super rushed for me. Mm. Yeah, but I think this, yeah. uh, I think this fits well. But I do think that Marvel has to, because they have the six episode formula that they think it works, mm. where they have, where they actually have a story of four episodes and they have. Two episodes is filler. When you have six episodes, you don't do fillers. That's the thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's all it's it's all story all the time. And that's that's they they execute well in that respect. It's it's very conservative <clears throat> in terms of its use of the episodes and setting things up. The the the, the storytelling part of it is accomplished over the episodes and individual episodes as well. It was just the uh, the wholeness of it, the fullness of it didn't feel connected to anything. Um, you could even take the Marvel branding off that show and just release it as a show called Moon Knight on Netflix. On Netflix. Fucking, whoops, I'm going to get tased. <laughs> Bunch Disney of SWAT Plus. guys with Disney, with fucking Mickey Mouse is going to come down and get me. <laughs> um, Disney Plus. The Mickey Mouse, uh, Mickey Mouse thing with the TV ad, uh costume and, and the spear and they're exactly. like oh you're dead yeah exactly oh fuck the mouse house has got me um yeah i think uh uh it, it plays if you were to say to someone they're like you know what i don't give a shit about superheroes and you know i just like good tv and good acting and stuff uh i don't i don't want to watch a marvel movie you could say all right we'll watch moon knight 
and just enjoy it for what it is. Don't think about it being anything else. And you could totally get away with that. And I think it would kind of, it's that, that's the point. But again, and I, and I don't like being negative. I did enjoy the show, you know, very much. Uh, but the, a lot of it seems to be, okay, what have we got? What's in the draw? We've lost all of our ma- main characters. You know, the characters that were at the time of their release B characters, like fucking no one gave a shit about Iron Man when Iron Man came out. We were still in the heydays of X-Men being the most popular thing in the world, <clears throat> comics and movies. Yeah. They all became their top tier characters. And now we're looking in the drawer going, oh, what's in here? You know, we've got, oh, we've got this. We've got She-Hulk. We've got this, you know, and that's totally fine if you tell good stories. But I do, I mean, why Moon Knight? Why now? What, what, is, what is it about the Moon Knight story that is present, is today? I don't know. Maybe probably talking about the, the dealing with, with a mental illness. Absolutely. That's about it. What else do we have? What else can we say? <clears throat> and how can we do it in a way that doesn't, like you said, feel rushed? And I don't mean in terms of the storytelling. I mean in terms of, obviously, some of it was in COVID times. So, you've got to be shooting on green scenes. A lot of the CG didn't work. Um, it didn't feel lived in a lot of the time. Everything was kind of... I was very aware that I was watching something and never felt in it. Yeah. Uh, and when I was in it, it was because Oscar Isaac was was drawing me in. And it looks the same. Uh, it, it, it looked great. Some particular episodes, you know, especially on the boat um, where they're being ferried across by what is the ancient Egyptian version of Charon, um, the ferryman, you know, to go to the next place. Looked awesome, but it looked very Marvel. Marvel has a, has, has a stylistic vibe that I think they kind of need to start shifting away from because it's all starting to look alike. Yeah. I mean, when you have about thirty movies in in your in your bag with that with that whole formula, not quite the formula, but the but the palette. It after thirty movies, people do start seeing a lot of things, mm. and yeah. uh, I think that's that's what Marvel now has to just embrace and change, mm. or embrace the change where. I mean, yeah, and I do get your point with why specifically Moon Knight and why now? Because it's a very good point because you have Wanda's story in WandaVision and it makes perfect sense. And you have Hawkeye's story, it makes perfect sense. It's it's the one that makes the most sense, if you think about it. Oh, yeah, because he's an Avenger. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's not only his his name, but the legacy of him being one of the only mortals in that immortal team and the legacy that comes and the things that he has to do for that team, right? And you have Loki where you don't really understand, but it's quite fun to watch Tom Hiddleston do all that. And and again, it's Owen Wilson there with his whispering tone and it's fucking awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Never got a wow in. Close. Yeah, because yeah, he signed a fucking contract. Yeah, signed a contract that said, fuck no wows. Jesus. Um, yeah, I I, 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 yeah, like I said, I hate being negative. I don't not like this stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm and a little And it's not that we, yeah, sorry. 
No, 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 that's okay. I was just saying, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little disconnected from it all. Even, even during Strange, even during Doctor Strange, um, you know, which had a lot of flair to it. You know, Sam Raimi. Uh, his, it looked different. You know, there was some, there was some interesting shit going in there in places. But yeah, I'm not connected the way that I used to be. That's okay. Maybe yeah. not, we're not there yet. But I just feel like by this point in time, you know, we're we too- should be. I mean, we did Endgame came out in 2019. By yeah, it's been it's been three years. Three years. Now. We should be in a place where we're, we're we're like Moon Knight. Fuck, what's he gonna do next? I can't wait, and I'm digging it because it's Oscar. But other than that, I'm I I'm kind of a bit checked out. Yeah, and I I do agree with that. It's not that we hate Moon Knight. It's it's not that at all. I, I know that you've enjoyed Moon Knight. I know that I have and I've loved certain aspects of it. It's the reason why we're being so negative or just being so critical Critical is because we see the potential there and the potential's fucking great. Mm. But there's no cause for that potential to be existing right now where everything's going. Mm. Like you have... Uh, you have Hawkeye's finale episode come out with Kingpin and then like that's on Wednesday and on Friday you release No Way Home and you have Charlie Cox in it. Mm. It makes it makes sense why it's there. Do you have Moon Knight finale on Wednesday and you have Strange and uh, your Doctor Strange too on the weekend and there's no connect. Yeah. Even if it was something as simple as... <clears throat> You know, that film's finished. Doctor Strange steps out of the Sanctum Sanctorum, accidentally, you know, brushes past someone and that person's wearing a fucking cabbie's hat and he spins around and it's Oscar. You know, yeah. just something simple like that. that you know, it doesn't work, need to be a big deal. I've always said they should do that with Frank Castle. He should just like pop up in stuff. He just walk past. <laughs> no, seriously, you're walking down the street, whatever, you know, the scene in the diner in Doctor Strange 2 or whatever, and behind them you see in soft focus there's John Bernthal sitting there eating eggs and drinking black coffee. Just give it that they did it in the comics all the time. These people live all in the same fucking place. It makes perfect sense. I swear. Um, so yeah, I just the 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 disparate nature of where they're going with things is is has made me, even though I'm the the, the products are still of a of a great quality, I'm I'm story and nothing. If if your story isn't there, I don't I, I'm not I'm not with you. And individual stories and the story of the season, great. But this overarching thing that we've become to expect from Marvel, like if they just came out and said, oh, okay, everything is just going to be by itself now. You know, we're just telling stories that live in themselves, you know, the way that yeah. they did in originally, but like genre stuff and, you know, different kind of movies, but they all did flow in the same direction. Um, we've come to a lot of different forks in this river and everybody's going everywhere. The only the only constant is the fact that it seems like they're going to be doing things that are more, uh, less kind of science and, and, and science fiction and more magic based, which I'm, yeah. I'm totally cool for, but they need to start making some moves, baby. And it, again, it is hard because we have been in a pandemic and they have been able to produce shit and things, even release schedules have changed because, I mean, look what happened with Black Widow, that kind of stuff. Maybe we're just not seeing something that they are seeing. So, you know, I'm still here. I'm still watching Marvel. I'm still on board. But, um, you know, sometimes I, I'm, my light goes out and Addy's all of a sudden in the dark. <laughs> this happened you last give time. Me a minute, what the man. fuck is wrong with that light? You gotta give me a minute. 
internet internet works fine, but yeah. But um, yeah. So I I don't know what I was saying. I'm completely distracted by the fact that the screen just went completely black, and I was like, oh shit. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'll come back for whatever, and I'll enjoy it. But yeah, what what I was going to say was sorry. Is that I, I have a tendency to to pick up a comic at the moment. That's sort of where I'm getting this stuff from more than that I am from the actual shows or the movies. Even though I, I went and saw Doctor Strange twice. I really dug it. I I have, you know, some things about it that not that I didn't like, but that I didn't you know it didn't jive with me. Like I said, unconnected to these people, unconnected to these characters, unconnected to this universe of storytelling. So but I and I get that in comics in a way that I don't in uh in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment. But you never know. Something amazing could be around the corner. She-Hulk might blow my fucking head off. Yeah, She-Hulk uh, does look like the Hawkeye of the bunch. Not going to lie. And it's also, you know, the the there's an opportunity there for some some interesting drama because she's also a lawyer. You know, that's that was always an interesting thing about Daredevil is he is a lawyer by day and then by night he's a vigilante. Well, those two concepts are antithetical. So what, how does that work? How does he do one? And then, you know, even in the movie with Ben Affleck's, you know, he, he, he gets this guy who he's trying to prosecute gets off and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up later as Daredevil. <laughs> no. like, I'm going to dress in all leather, all leather and come to a club where you are and beat the fuck out of you in front of all your motorcycle friends and set a pool, pool table on fire. And then I'm going to let a train hit you because I am hardcore. That's all I'm saying. If I'm hey. saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moon Knight. Yeah, well, we enough like- about the things that we hated. Now, we have to talk about episode five because that's one of the greatest episodes of Marvel television we've got. Yeah. Yeah, it was really high bar. So you go on first. <laughs> okay. I, mine, I'm going to just really simply say there is nothing I like more than character studies by way of genre. I've talked about this before. I grew up reading comics. My favorite movies are genre films. You know, the story of, of, of Martin McFly trying to save his parents and, and thereby save himself and become a rock star at the same time told through the prism of time travel and that he's one of the greatest characters ever created. Indiana Jones, uh, the story of a man who believes so much in the preservation of history that he's willing to, you know, go up against mystical threats in order to do that because it's the right thing to do. You take all these supernatural and, and, and science fiction parts out of these movies and those characters are fucking solid as rocks. That's what I dig. The fifth episode of Moon Knight did that by way of having one actor play two pivotal roles opposite each other, both so different that uh, this was one of the times when I got drawn in. I was just in it, and I was he was Stephen and he was Mark, and it was they had they were wearing Oscar Isaac's face, Oscar Isaac's face, and uh, to for them to. I mean, it really was about trauma and how people deal with trauma, especially children in, in horrible circumstances and, and how they, and how it doesn't, it didn't get better. It just happened again. You know, they're in the street and, and, and Stephen, Stephen regresses 
back to the state of which he was born for, the, to have a connection with the mum so that he can completely break down as Mark. Absolutely gut-wrenching, amazingly performed, amazingly written. And um, yeah, such a, a, an emotional pivot for, for that show that I was... I mean, penultimate episodes of TV series have a tendency to be better than the final. I don't know why that is, but it's just the case. This one knocked it out of the park. How, how, did, you, how did you feel about it? Because we talked about it when it happened and you were like, just wait till you see this shit because you watched it before I did. Yeah. Well, just going back to penultimate episodes being better than the finale, I don't think that's always true because we have Game of Thrones, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, it was the second last episode of Game of Thrones not as good as the last episode? Have you not Have you not completed the show? I don't know because, I mean, look, everyone, Game of Thrones, dragons and boobies, you got to love it. No, I do, I do understand that there's a big following for that show and, and people adore it. I got, I got up to the Red Wedding. And then, um, and then the the season gap was huge between four and five. If that was my understanding. Well, I didn't watch it for, you know, as quick as I should have. And I came back and I'm like, I don't know fucking any of these people. I've forgotten everything. And that was, <laughs> to be fair, I was still drinking at the time, so I might have drank a few of those, you know, character beats and, and storylines away. But I just I couldn't connect anymore. I was completely out of it. So I didn't I didn't I didn't ever finish. No, it's the same as Walking Dead. The first three seasons of Walking Dead are fucking baller. And then after that, I have no idea what's going on. I'm assuming zombies. As soon as they've got zombie tigers on two leashes, I'm like, hang on a minute. (laughs) When did this become this show? This is all of a sudden it's it became a Zack Snyder movie as opposed to this you know sort of creepy, cool kind of you know end of the world serial thing. <laughs> Dude, I just imagine you just watching it on TV. Like, Whoa, what the fuck happened? I was just gone for like a week. I, I come back. <laughs> it's like the um, uh, uh, there's a, a great um comedian named Ivan Decker, and he talks a Canadian guy, and he talks about The Walking Dead, and he says if you fall asleep watching that, and Netflix keeps it going, and you wake up like four seasons you later, who are all these people? Everyone I love is dead. <laughs> He's also the one who said um, The Walking Dead is basically about a show about how in the future chain link fences aren't going to work. <laughs> Great comedian, Ivan Decker. Look him up. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I cut you off. You were talking about the you know penultimate episodes, <clears throat> but you were going to yeah. give me your opinions on, on, on episode five. Yeah, um, I... There's no other way to say it. I wasn't really going for, like, I liked Moon Knight until episode three. Episode four is when we shift into the whole clinic. And I was like, this is interesting, but I will fucking, I'll, I'll riot, go to go fucking Kevin Feige's, <laughs> I'll go to Kevin Feige's office. And <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to get this, but I think you will. Do you know, do you know the, the scene where... <laughs> You know, family guy. Uh, uh, You've broken. I know. Uh, Peter wants to get ice cream and he's sitting with his dad in front. And he's like, young man, you're not going to get the ice cream. And he goes up, he takes the ice cream, he starts eating it. As soon as he puts the, as soon as he puts the uh, spoon in his mouth, his dad comes up, he just starts smacking, just fucking uh, spanking him on his fucking butt. And he's like, ah! 
That's you going into Kevin Feige's yeah. office. Yeah, like I will fucking spank you like that if if <laughs> <laughs> I will put that in so people people understand I'm not fucking crazy. Good luck getting into his office to spank yeah. him, let alone get into his office, my friend. But um, I I enjoy you. I, I appreciate your fervor. Yeah, put that clip in. It's a Family Guy clip coming up. But um, yeah, yeah. So sorry, episode five. Yeah, episode four, we have the clinic and I was like, this is interesting, but I will I will actually go fucking slap him in the face if, if all of this is in his head because I was so invested in the story. Mm-hmm. But if you, here's the thing, if you, if you stop episode four, you go back, there's nothing telling you that it's not in his head, which is why it works, which is why you're questioning everything that, oh shit, this could all be in his head. Yeah. Because in episode one, he goes... He goes in the in the place that he works in the museum, and there's this, and then he shows a sarcophagus, and he says uh, that people who don't, people who are not able to go into uh, <clears throat> go into the afterlife, their hearts are still inside the sarcophagus. Sarcophagus, sarcophagus, Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Yeah, that. The Egyptian coffin, dude. The ancient Egyptian Egyptian coffin. coffin. (laughs) That was you giving up in such an amazing way. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Where's that? Like in The Simpsons. Where's that thing that you use to dig food? A spoon? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That was great. Yeah, the Egyptian coffin. (laughs) Sarcophagus, or if there's more than one, sarcophagi. I'm fine, thank you. (laughs) We're in the middle of a podcast. I'd be offended only in in as much as that you were, you know, too distracted to do the podcast. Um, So, yeah. So you saw the other sarcophagus. Yeah, and he's explaining uh, to the little girl, and then she says, well, did it suck for you by getting rejected by the field of reeds? And he's like, well, that doesn't make sense because I'm not dead, am I? And then he questions himself saying, am I? Mm. It's it's such an amazing bit of acting where it sells the point of, holy shit, this could all be in his head. Yeah. And the Azahar is just like a guy who's trying to help him. Literally. And because there's so many people inside of him, trying to just push away actually dealing with trauma that he they make the good guy the villain and they make him a batman like figure yeah exactly sorry (laughs) there you go yeah i just i'm just gonna say that and that would have been awesome but also very like if that happened like if you have a six episode event and that happens at episode four the entire audience would be fuck you yeah, you need to. You've got to play that real careful. Like the it was all a dream thing. They do it at the end of the fucking Twilight series, and I only know that because I watch those films with the the um the uh, We Hate Movies podcast uh, uh, um, syncable commentary tracks they have on their Patreon. <laughs> That's why how I watch those movies. I don't know what they're actually like, but at the end of it, and and it, during this this live on that live sorry during this um uh uh, uh you know podcast watch along record thing like i do like i do with the stitch up sometimes commentary yeah commentary a couple of the guys hadn't seen it and then this happened at the end of the twilight movie i don't know if you know this everybody end of breaking dawn part two 
there's these two vampire cults and werewolves and shit about to fight each other and they fight each other and everybody gets their fucking throats ripped out and their heads ripped off and it's just brutal and then boom it cuts and it's all inside the head of the one who can see the future and she she stops it from happening i'm like you fucking toothless motherfuckers don't show me this <laughs> most like awesome like i'm like oh my god are these movies good are they good now i, I don't know and then you just completely take it all off like take it all away by oh it was actually a vision i had we should all stop fighting or we're all gonna end up mints like well fucking you vampires anyways we guess anyway sorry a little bit agitated there by the twilight movies <laughs> but yeah you've got to be really careful how you do that and they kind of had their cake and, and and ate it too because that was absolutely the thought it's like oh fuck are you kidding me wow they just episode three how are they gonna fucking tie this up how are they gonna figure this out so that next episode, you were of the opinion that, hey, hang on, <clears throat> I don't know anything. When really it was like a subconscious thing and everything else was still going on, but he was kind of dealing with that internally while dealing with the external threats as well. So, yeah, yeah. kudos for them trying uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos, because, again, it's weekly. So you have the whole week of, oh, fuck, if it's in his head, I'm going to fucking kill anyone that comes near me. <laughs> it was violent. <laughs> Violent against yep. Every, well, everywhere they're... you look, it's just Kevin Feige, like being John Malkovich, but everybody's Kevin Feige. Feige, but Feige, 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 Feige. Watch being John Malkovich for that joke <laughs> to work properly. <laughs> so if you, this is, this is how you know that Riggs is having a fucking great time mm-hmm. because he start naming names and so dude, you don't name names. You just have one name that you repeat like four to five times. Maybe. You've done that with Denny <laughs> Denny Nuf 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 Nuf. I like noises and funny words and stuff, and like alliteration's fun too. Like in the, in the, when I do the posts, it's like you know, neat and noteworthy, necessary nerd news. I love all that stuff, but just making funny noises is super fun. Like, eh, like you know, it's just I have a good time. I have a good time. That was one. That was a noise. So if you had to, I guess distill your opinion within a sentence about the entirety of, of, of Moon Knight, including episode five, what would what would that be? You can give it a letter grade if you want or a number grade, whatever. I'm not grading it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Trying to have a podcast here. Jesus. <laughs> well, um, in one sentence, man, I'll fucking kill you. Why'd you do that? Uh, would you, you know, just a, 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 a roundup because we've got we've got to start closing up. <clears throat> uh, like yeah, it's a fucking cafe. We've got closing up. We just have other things to do. Okay, closing up. Um, extremely interesting and intru- extremely an interesting introduction to the mystical side of the MCU. Mm-hmm but somewhat forgettable. That's, yeah. No, I would I would tend to agree. Mine would be, uh, if I had to break it down into a sentence, um, inspired, but directionless. I think there's mm. some really, like you said, there's some really interesting ideas going on there, um, especially when we're talking about the theological side of the MCU, which, you know, beyond Thor, Thor is still science and magic. He says as much himself, this is, this is 100% gods 
and monsters yeah. and and the afterlife um and and dealing with that you know dimensions or whatever it is uh yeah so a, a, a bold idea unactualized but we'll see bring yeah. on bring on more moon night in my <clears throat> by night special that you're doing marvel i'm looking forward to that and um we'll, we'll check back in so and uh just just before we get into questions um i have to say episode five is my favorite episode because i'm in love with the hip-hop i'm sorry i just am this is who I am. It's a sentence you don't hear very often. I'm in love with the hippo. Huh? Yeah, I am. It's it's the little twiggly ears that, that she has. And it's uh, Tarwedit. I'm fucking up the names. I don't fucking care. I'm in love. This is what happens. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I don't fucking care. I'm in love. Fuck it. Uh, um, and, yeah, I know and, Layla, and, and Layla coming in and being Tarwedit's... Uh, uh, avatar or mm. temporary avatar with the wings. Oh God. Yeah. When she snapped them out and the little girl's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she's like, yeah, I am. I was like, fucking bola. <laughs> so cool. It's super cool suit and everything. All, all of a sudden she was quite proficient in martial arts, but I suppose she was before that too. But, um, Hey man, she's a hippo. She can do whatever she wants. Whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's she, uh, awesome character. Do you, <laughs> I don't know if this is just an Australian thing. Let me know in the comments. Does anybody else remember the children's book, There's a Hippopotamus on My Roof Eating Cake? Nope. You don't remember that? Okay. <laughs> There's a children's book in Australia, written by an Australian uh, uh, author, but I wasn't sure if it was, you know, an international thing, called There's a Hippopotamus on My Roof Eating Cake. And it's it's about a little girl whose imaginary friend is a hippopotamus on her roof who she feeds cake. And it's fucking amazing. It just uh, We were just talking about hippos and it came up. So check that out, everybody. <laughs> I don't know why I'm selling a book that's 40 years old, but whatever. Well, now I will. I guess I love um, people. Yeah, do. Like, if you can find the cover of it, put it in the YouTube uh, video. So um, shall, shall we get on to Is there questions today? I fucking love question time. It's my favorite. We do have questions. I'll, I'll figure out a, a, a theme tune for that next week. What would you like to see in season two? And what would you like to dream of episode one of season two? Like, what's your, what do you like to see in episode of episode one of season two? And what do you want from season two? From this season two, I, I, I want um, the entire first episode of season two needs to be all Jake. Um, as he, and I think he should be the one who's the most aware of his connection with Conchu and embraces the Moon Knight job more than because mark kind of did it reluctantly and steve didn't know i think jake's like yeah i fucking love having superpowers Are you kidding me this is baller i can kill like four people at once <laughs> that kind of thing um and and have it in new york and do it like like taxi driver have the first episode of him being a taxi driver in new york going around and and, and hunting down you know crime and criminals <laughs> and um and by the time season two of moon knight comes out they'll have introduced vampires in the in the um MCU, I know they mentioned them briefly in Eternals, but Blade will have come out by then. Perfect Imprints, I believe, is the subtitle for that film. I want to see some supernatural shits. I want to see, if you if you want to do that, I want to see vampires. I want to see werewolves. Um, absolutely. And yeah, I want, I want to see, you know, some other um, sort of the, the Marvel Knights, K-I-N-G-H-T characters, you know, 
bring Bernthal back, put Punisher in there. He'd do it in a heartbeat. He loves that character. Bring Daredevil in, you know, make it that kind of what they were trying to do with the Netflix shows, the, you know, Marvel MCU after dark kind of thing. What about you? Yeah. For me, episode one of season two is everything that Jake did in season one, just everything there in episode one and that's it. And then we follow their story. That's fucking smart, man. That's really we go Because we go back and then and then you put the footage of episode one of season two and the footage of the whole of season one and you then you fill in the gaps. Yep. Oh, man. You you should put <laughs> Kevin Feige over your knee and spank the pants <laughs> off him. That's that's Jesus. a brilliant idea. Make it happen. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. All right. What's, what's, yeah. what's the question the second? Um, this is... Uh, Old Marvel TV versus Disney Plus Marvel TV. Now, I, oh, by old Marvel TV, uh, they mean uh, like something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, at the moment, old Marvel TV, um, because, well, actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> because... You know, well, really, it was Hawkeye is the, is the, is the pivotal one for me. But as a whole, I think that forget about Iron Fist because that was, and that was that show was, it, it was misrepresented because it was, he it should have been an Asian American actor. I know that the the uh, the character of, of Danny Rand traditionally is is a, a white person in in the comic books and i get that you know the iron fist has been a lot of people he's the incarnation of the iron fist at this particular point in time but having an asian american actor would be would have said a lot about that show and then you could have cast someone who knew how to fucking fight and not that dude from game of thrones who had three weeks to learn his scenes which is just ridiculous you can't you can't make a kung fu show with an actor who can't fight properly it's just what are you doing but regardless of that, I think um, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, particularly the first season of Luke Cage, and all three seasons of Daredevil, which got consistently better, are some of the best shit that Marvel's ever done. Daredevil season one and two are still probably my favorite thing they've ever done. Uh, it's just fucking amazing storytelling. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with old old MCU, the OG. What about you? Well, I'm coming off fresh with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and... I never thought that a show that I've never watched before could crack up my top ten shows of all time. Really? It was it was it was that good. Amazing. <clears throat> I'm I'm glad to hear it. You're gonna have to check this shit out. It's on it's on the Disney Plus now, isn't it? It is on the Disney Plus. And uh, yeah. So I've not watched any of the Netflix Marvel properties. I've tried watching oh, Daredevil. Oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> You gotta get devils. That scared me, dude. I'm sorry. It should have scared you. It was it was a very, very stupid noise coming out of a grown ass man. Um <laughs> nah, it's still not weird as you saying noob 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 noob. I had a guy yesterday, I played golf with my dad yesterday, and I don't play golf often. I only play when my dad's visiting from from uh from Queensland. So I went and played with him and, and my uh, my godfather. Um Ian and uh, <laughs> it's quite like I said it's cold in Melbourne at the moment so I was wearing a hoodie and you know all this stuff and I had a beanie on and a guy passing me in the bathroom was like that's not regulation where is it 
Um, and I was like, excuse me? And he said, not supposed to wear beanies on the, on the course. Not supposed to wear that kind of stuff on the course. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, your headgear. You're not supposed to wear that kind of stuff. You know, you're supposed to have these kind of shoes. I'm like, I'm a grown ass man. Mind your fucking business. And he was like, oh yeah, tough guy. I was like, compared to you, motherfucker, then yes. Like, who do you think you're starting a fight with? Seriously, grow the fuck up. It's a, it's freezing cold and we're out in the open hitting golf balls around for two hours. I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice my ears because you think I'm not correctly dressed. And if you don't shut up, I'm going to strangle you with your fucking polo shirt. Little alligator on the suit. Fuck off. Sorry, that was a little aside, but it was just so silly. Like I, I didn't even really get mad. I was just kind of like, are you fucking for real? <laughs> even the people who worked there didn't say anything. It was just some fucking waspy white motherfucker who arrived in his BMW. Wanker. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about old Marvel TV shows and old Marvel versus Disney. Yeah, old, old for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to shed light on one show that I don't think anyone has watched, but mm. I did. <laughs> it's called Cloak and Dagger, and it was on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that show's first season. It, it goes a bit more into the mystical side of the whole cloak and dagger mythology where he does have a cloak that can teleport people sure. and it, he looks fucking awesome. But it's it's the chemistry between the two characters that just sells it. And yeah, I just said... <laughs> Knock your microphone. Yeah, it's, I've heard only good things about that show, honestly. Yeah, they did get, they did cancel it, which of course they did. They cancelled The Runaways as well. The Runaways was actually a show that was greenlit because of the success of the Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. where they could have these small characters that nobody really knew about and they could just blend in. Pepper them in. And, and like Cloak and Dagger was awesome, man. Like the connection between like it starts off with this huge bang and it just it never goes down, man. I stopped. I stopped after season two because I found out that season three was going to be the last, and they were going to cancel it. I just could. I just couldn't go through with that story and just be like, "Fuck, man!" Now I couldn't get more. Mm. But yeah, Agents of Shield, especially Agents of Shield, man, that show. It's it's kind of disrespectful that nobody that nobody who's a fan of MCU does like they don't acknowledge or talk about Agents of Shield because it's very much one of the first TV shows that actually had, like, in season three, they have the whole Inhumans thing, which also does go on with Doctor Strange in a very fucking weird way. <laughs> yeah, that is, like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I, we'll I, talk I, about I never... that next week, but what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's mind-blowing, to say the least. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> well done. But, yeah. Like the the inhuman storyline that they did in season three, it was so perfect, and it it took so much from the mutant struggle, where they're like these are people that are born like this, and they have to suppress themselves, they have to suppress their mutations, and they have to hide, because they're not ready for people to find out, and when people do find out, nothing's going to be as bad as that, because they're gonna judge them for how they look, no matter their own personality. And there was so much struggle with just being an inhuman, even though, like, I know 
that they did take some of it from the X-Men comics where there are struggles. I love that now that everything is under that Disney umbrella with even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being on Disney Plus, just that it makes it makes my heart feel good. It makes me feel good that, you know, one day when X-Men do show up, we can have Daisy Johnson and Phil Coulson come in and be like, we know how it is and we're going to take you in. I love how, I love the idea of just Inhumans and mutants being in the same world and instead of fighting for who's the better race, mm-hmm. they could they could, they could could be together and, you know, like when the whole world is against the mutants and uh, no, and the mutants don't really know who to follow to either go to Magneto's side or Professor X's side. You could have Phil Coulson and Daisy Johnson just be their rock and just just be there to comfort them because the X-Men struggle is very, I don't give a fuck what you say, but the X-Men struggle is very, very important to each and every uh, mutant and it has to be shown. Great. Wow, that was a lot. Sorry. That was great. I love how passionate you are, man. Honestly, that's there's there's nothing funny about that. That was just that was a joy to watch someone speak so wholeheartedly about something they care about. That was beautiful. So yeah, old Marvel for me as well. Right on. Is there one? Is there another question? Yep, we've got five questions. We've done to do. Okay. Um, should Marvel do animated movies like DCAU? Yes. Yes, that's Absolutely. that's the only correct answer. Yeah, take, take and and then you can start mining, you know, your characters which are a little bit sort of more, you know, not as well known, and get people to get people to kind of at least have an enclave into what the possibilities are. Moon Knight would have worked as a fucking animated thing. Well, any of them oh. would really, but. Yeah, I, I absolutely they should, and you know, have them like traverse the multiverse, whatever you know. I do, I do have like one point though. Like, if they do, if they do, like the whole DCAU thing where they have another continuity or another universe where all that takes place, I love that. Just don't do the CG animation you did with What If, because that fucking sucked. <laughs> Get actual, because that. <laughs> Get actual artists to draw and to bring life to these characters because animation is one of the best mediums to tell stories in. They're literally and- under the banner of the biggest <laughs> fucking animation studio on planet Earth. Like, like get a fucking Pixar, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I, I just there there is something super artificial about that type of animation. You know, there's Absolutely. a smoothness to it and stuff that just doesn't, and it's cinematic and everything, but you're losing a lot of touch. Um, either go full CG or don't at all. Do you know what I mean? Go go hand-drawn or CG. Don't try and find a middle ground because it, uh, like the people who do that make Into the Spider-Verse and you're not those people. So. Yeah, you're, you're fucking not. Yeah. Like Into the Spider-Verse took six years to make. So did Arkin. Yeah, look where right? they are and look yeah. where you are. Yeah, you do. If you have the time, okay, but it, clearly you don't. So let's let's go with hand drawn. I mean, fuck, they're coming out with a new X Men series based on the the TV, uh, for the the cartoon from the nineties, and it's literally picking up where that left off with some yeah. of the same voice cast. Those who were alive, dude. I got I got so excited. I know this is, this is a whole other tangent, but I started watching the the OG because I grew up with that show, man. So good. 
I, I watched that and that theme is like in my heart. Mm. And people who watch Multiverse of Madness know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's been out for three weeks. Come on. And if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, also, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> also, fuck off. Great way to endear the audience to us, Addy. Well done. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very sorry. It's that's no, fine. So yeah, in in answer to that question, yes, make animated movies. Why not? Yeah, that's that's the only answer. Just do it. And if you do it, do hand drawn. Don't do CG. If you do CG, fuck off. <laughs> if you do CG, fuck off. Everyone at Pixar just went, huh? <laughs> Addy told us to fuck off. Um, that's what. Why we- do you sound? Why do you sound like the? The slot from Zootopia, dude. I love that movie so much. <laughs> That's such a great movie. Oh, man. I'm fucking yeah. Zootopia tonight. Shit. Is there a sequel to that? Not yet. Not yet. I think there's a show set in Zootopia, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, you saw like the, the slot and whose name was Flash. And he went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's ah. such a good joke that they're really, really slow. Anyway, let's keep going. Animation, yeah. yes. Uh, episode four. <laughs> episode fuck question question four here we go yep oh this is interesting so well We're i did this one you. yeah <laughs> jesus okay <laughs> um yeah this circles back around to the introduction um are you excited for she hulk and well, she hulk getting 10 episodes and having the duration of half an hour per episode i don't know how much of that is true but if it is getting 10 episodes, I'm fucking all for it. Yeah, sure. And it, I mean, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, it's a sitcom. It's a sitcom without a laughter track. So, of course. And I'm interested just because I, I really love Tatiana Maslany. I really love Mark Ruffalo. I love the Hulk. Hulk is actually my favorite Avenger. I mean, how, how can you not understand that? You know, a normal man one second, a rage of emotions the next. <laughs> Uh, 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 that's you know, as a as a as a human being on planet Earth, you you have to be able to understand that, you know? especially coming from you know a background that that I came from. Um, yeah, definitely uh, 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 looking forward to it. Before this, and now that I've seen the trailer, I'm like, oh well, fucking sold. <laughs> Half an hour episodes, fantastic. One before bed. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I just want to like go on a tangent again. Because I've done that a lot. So I want to do that again. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> and say that, yeah, uh, Professor Hulk, the character that was introduced in Endgame, was kind of played for laugh, laughs, and uh, so was Fat Thor. And I've, I've got on Instagram and done, done a post where uh, it says Thor the Broken God. Go read that. I, I'm not going to get into that right now. But it's very well. I fuck. I fuck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I fucking hated that two of those characters. Uh, the things that are that are underneath the layers of just laughter are speak volumes, because you have you have Bruce Banner and the Hulk, where two of these personalities have fought each other for dominance over the body for a long time, and and Bruce says it. He's treated the Hulk as the as the villain and the and the disease but when he started when he started looking at the hulk for a cure he was able to merge 
And it's it's the and age never have of... sex again. Ouch! No. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It had to come up, and I'm not the only one who's brought it up. But if he he's like, you know. I took the brains and the brawn and put it together, the best of both worlds. I'm like, yeah, but you've got your penis would be enormous now. Like it would be un- incalculably big. You get like a blue whale, man. Who is doing what for whom? I'm just saying, it could be something uh, that comes up. How could you find condoms the right size? I have a theory. You have a theory? Okay, great. Yeah. Maybe in those five years, right? He met he met Reed, Reed Richards somewhere, and you know, Reed, shut up! Just let me finish, right? <laughs> all right, all right. You know, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, also the plastic elastic man. Fuck, yep. plastic man. Plastic <laughs> elastic man. Yep. <laughs> Your plastic man is a DC property. Sorry. Yeah, we're getting confused, but okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, Reed Richards can elongate his organs. <laughs> Right, so Reed Richards also has the power of just elasticity, but also he can make his arms solid when he wants to. Sure. So, so maybe you know the DNA shit, man. Just, just, just two scientists just bit bickering because Bruce Banner needs a a, a fitting dick for his new body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the so the both of you. He needs a fitting dick. <laughs> and by fitting dick, he made a dick that fits his body. Yep, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that Are not you clear? saying that, that Reed Richards would help him? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you I know, do we say Richards has better things to do with his time, like save the planet from Galactus, than try to figure out how to make sure Bruce Banner can still fuck when he's in Hulk mode? Oh, how and do you also, know? So, does this mean in your head? I'm sorry. Does this mean in your head, Professor Hulk has this huge, massive, seven foot tall, hulking green body, but in between his legs, he's got a normal pink man's penis? <laughs> whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, where do you begin? Does he have enormous green balls and then a little fucking pink penis? Exactly. Is that it? Or Wow. The mind boggles. Ladies and gentlemen, please write in and give us your theories on the Hulk dick. Professor Hulk's dick. <laughs> I'm changing the name of the episode. That's oh, the name God. of the episode now. What the Podcast episode this? six, seven. Professor Hulk's seven. dick. Fucking yeah. Christ. Oh, amazing. Amazing. What's the next question? Yeah. I hope it's more superhero genital stuff. That'll be great. <laughs> I started with talking about Bruce Banner and the Hulk as two people who found who found closure when Professor Hulk was made. He talked about dicks all the time. <laughs> oh, fucking Betty did. <laughs> They're an incel. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. I will admit, though, I do, I do like the, you know, it, it is playful laughs. You are right, but him finally conquering his demons, which is what that is, is is, is, is a beautiful yeah. story. Huge hulking green penis or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fuck you, for saying Reed, fuck you for saying Reed Richards has better things to do. Just it was during the snap. It was during the snap. Dude. Oh, so they were just, it was nice and chill. Yeah, it wasn't a lot going on. Reed was like, ah, yeah, there was, there, got nothing to Johnny's, do. 
Johnny Storm was somewhere just buried in ice trying to cool himself off. Yep. And then there was Reed Richards. That's it. Just sitting there <laughs> stewing over not being able to save the planet with his science. In comes, you know, huge hulking career. Hey, look at this enormous penis I have. No one will go out with me. Don't you worry, son. I'm on it. Here's a normal man-sized <laughs> pink penis to not match the um, rest of you. I'm imagining shit, dude. You'd still add an inch or two, wouldn't you? You'd be like, yeah, can you not make it exactly the way that it was? Can you make it a little yeah. bigger, but not too much bigger? Like, not so big that I would, you know, I'd have to have sex with planets. Oh, okay. What's the last question, Addy? Having sex with planets. <laughs> yeah. You fuck planets. Have sex with Eden. Yeah. Eden planet. Yeah. Like, he, he is that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, ego fucks, man. Yeah. He gets out there. He he spreads his hairy stamen everywhere. Stamen is the thing that flowers expel. Anyway. Yeah. Botany. yeah. Little botany for you in the in the <laughs> everybody. It's something I bet you weren't expecting in Filmatics Podcast, but a botany. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, James Gunn, just listen just listen to this part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Please. Oh no, he listens to it every week, for sure. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Last question. What do you think? Okay, I fucking hate people who call who call it Doctor Strange Mom. I'm sorry. I no. It's multi-voice of madness. Just just call it that. Yeah. Please. Doctor Strange's mom is something <clears throat> that's a tab on Pornhub. <sighs> okay. <laughs> What did I think of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? What? Uh, just going on the mom tangent again. Uh, yeah. How are you going to talk? Well, uh, Wanda's my mom. I love her. So, yeah. Yeah, she's the best, man. She's a goat. <clears throat> Have you seen... I'm sorry. sorry. Have you seen Have you seen the interview clip where Meryl Streep goes on like a talk show and complains about Jonah Hill calling her a goat because she doesn't know what it means? You know what the greatest of all time was? Yeah, yeah. But she's if someone else told that story too. She was on set of yeah, it was the, the set of Don't Look Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too good, man. Yeah. Have you seen the clip of fucking Elizabeth Olsen being interviewed after on the Age of Ultron press tour talking about? She's like, I wonder House if they ever M. do House of M, where she's yeah. looking for her kids. I'm like, someone was yeah. listening. She needs to get a second yeah. paycheck, a story credit. Also, just saying, um, if you if you haven't watched Doctor Strange yet and you're still here, ah, God congratulations. Bless you. <laughs> well done for sticking with us. <clears throat> What's this last yeah. question? For crying out loud! All these penises in the way. All these huge green penises in the way of me and this last question. I'm slapping them away like they're bugs in the night. <laughs> it's a no. no. <laughs> oh Christ! <sighs> last question. We're stuck in the dick sand, man. We gotta get out. We can't do it. We can't do it. <clears throat> what do you think of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness? And where is this movie on your ranking list of the MCU? Tune in next week to find out. Yes, tune in next week for our Doctor Strange multiverse of multi and men, and then men, men, men. The multiverse, multiverse of, madness. of madness. 
Doctor Strange 2, Mum, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll be back here same time next week, probably, and uh, and, and we'll chat about that. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for, for coming along again with us and enjoying some, some Moon Knight and some other silly stuff, including what's going on with Hulk's dick, really. That's, that's going to be a separate episode. What's going on with Hulk's dick, question mark? <laughs> that's, that's an exclusive episode. If you know us in real life, that's the only that's the only time you get that episode. Yeah. Just slide into our DMs and we'll send it to you. Um, yeah, so thanks again, folks, and uh, and we'll be back again. Addy, it's great to see you, man. Um, it's been good to see you, Tomlin. Cheers. It's been a really tough week, and and this was um this was a, a bright shining light in my day. So thank you so much. And uh, to all of the to all of the addicts who are with us right now. Uh, thank you so much for listening so far. Please, please, please do let us know what you want us to cover next. Or we'll just talk about shit that we that matter to us. <laughs> like, we'll, yeah, Hans we Dick. Do. Um, we're we're going to keep doing that, but, you know, you can have your input <clears> too. Um, also, make sure to, uh, you know, like and, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, rate and review on, on uh, Spotify or Amazon Music. It really does help the profile of the show. And uh, we just want more people to come and join us for all this silly fun that we have. Yes, sir. And uh, stay awesome, stay amazing, and stay safe.